to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 295, Wild Blue Yonder. My name is John, and joining me every time we take a nice spacewalk without a space helmet is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going uh, It's going pretty well. How are good. you? I'm Well, my arms are too long, but aside from that, I'm doing just fine. So I, I assume, I wonder <laughs> if this was a little uh, funny in-joke to that picture of Tenet where it looks like his arms are indeed too long, and I believe it's from the set of the the 50th have you seen that photo um i may have i just don't recall it at the moment um i i i, I kind of wonder let me see if i can find it tenant arms too long arms too long um because it's very it's a very funny picture there it is um how do i do this without making sound i think i can do it without making sound if we make <laughs> a sound folks it's fine sorry here comes the sound it's I okay think. my did my dishwasher's gonna make sound later so there you go. Okay, so I can put this into... I'm sure you've seen this picture. I will just put it at the end of the story notes here. Oh, gotcha. Here it comes. Where it looks like his arms are too long. Do you see it? Oh, <laughs> yes. I have seen this picture. Yes. Yes. That would be so funny if that truly was. It's it's great. And there, it's gone now. It's gone for all right. Well, Taylor, um, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about Wild Blue Yonder. I, I'm very yeah. excited to talk about this. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, but we need to, uh, and we're going to get to the minimal uh, show notes or, or who news and story yeah. notes and all that stuff. But uh, what's making you happy this week? Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. It's not like I'm unhappy about anything. I was sort of like, what is making me happy? What is making me happy? Well, there is a brand new episode of All Night with the Living Geeks. Uh, that I dropped last Friday. Yes. Yeah. So our our penultimate episode under that name and branding uh, in February, we are dropping a new name, which is you can already kind of see on our Twitter. And we are dropping uh, new graphics, new intro music. And I am trying to kind of, I don't know, get a little bit more motivated to work on it. <laughs> I put in some effort on I put in some effort on Friday. I was like, look, nothing's gonna happen if you don't just do something. And so I started just, you know, editing some of the intro music. Um and another absolutely lovely band uh be like, Yeah, sure, you can use our music, go for it. I was like, dude, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Um uh, but I'm gonna leave all that as a teaser. You, you don't go. get to know who it is, people, for another Three months. Uh, two months, basically. Two months. Two months. Two months. Yeah. February. Beginning of February. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, stay tuned on that. That's exciting. And, yeah, that is what's making me happy. What about you? Uh, uh, on my end, oh boy, what did, uh, what is making me happy? It's only been a week. I don't have, like, a million it's things. To it's, it's tougher. It's tough. Uh, I would say one thing that is making me happy is... Uh, LAFC is once again moving on to 
the MLS Finals, which will be this coming week. Oh, um, wow, like the final finals, right? Yes, the Cup, wow. the MLS Cup. Um, we'll, Who are we'll they playing? They are playing the Columbus Club. Okay. Which is, yes, their name. Um, yeah. They workshop that a little bit. Well, I mean, they might not have to work anything out if they're if they're the MLS champs. They'll be just well, fine, I, I mean, guess. You know, it is a it like I did club. see the Columbus Club. I went mm, Columbus. Sounds like that should be a bar. CFC yeah. is well, maybe they weren't CFC because maybe CFC has some. Um, well, yeah, I mean, do you remember the ozone hole? Oh yeah, chlorofluorocarbons. Yeah, CFCs. Yep. Okay, that's yeah, probably why. That. Never mind. <laughs> Columbus if Club anybody... is just fine. If anybody was that environmentally conscious when coming up with that club's name, I, I'd be very impressed. Oh, I mean, maybe. Who knows? No, we'll, no, no. I'm not, not ruling it out. I'm just saying I'd be impressed. We'll have to figure it out Yep, at a later date. But yeah, I'm happy about that. <laughs> what what else is, is going on that was making me happy? Um, oh, I, <laughs> I watched in in a over the weekend because Lauren was out of town. I watched... All of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the Netflix mm. show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Nice. It is so good, and it's like you, you think about it, you're like, well, it's great that they got all the all the people who were in the movie back. That's fun, but is it literally just going to be the same thing that I read in a manga and I saw in a movie and then I played in a video game? Uh, <laughs> I can definitely tell you it is not the same thing at all. There you go. And it is very, very cool what they do um, and how they go about it. And, yeah, I loved it. It was great. Cool. So that's also making me happy. And then that's it. That's, that's it. That's all you need. Folks, it's not going to be It's not going to be uh, 30 minutes of, <laughs> of what's making us happy this week. There's a reason I encourage John to get on with it on the soundboard <laughs> get on with it exactly well, we, i guess technically we don't need it but i'm glad we have it yeah we well, updated not this the soundboard. week yeah <laughs> we updated the soundboard with some new fun sounds and hopefully we will uh use them we will use them liberally yes you know you know we didn't put on there that maybe we should have that that absolutely bonkers sound of like Oh, that the TARDIS console made. Yeah. Yep. And it just was like every sound effect in the BBC library just layered on each other. Yeah. I still have it somewhere. Good. Oh, I mean, I do too, but love it. Okay. So let us, uh, let's get into some who news here and it's, it's not not a lot, but that's fine. Not a lot, but there's some cool stuff. Uh, I realized it has been, um, I think, think an actual coons age however that is measured uh since we brought up any big finish news um one there's just there always is so much going on uh with big finish and two i really haven't been uh uh, in a position to purchase more titles so i haven't been letting myself look over there but i did see that oh yes we have got more eric roberts as the master coming for big finish not only that, but uh looks like Paul McGann is involved as well. Yeah. Um, do we know if at any point uh in February next year when this comes out, if Paul McGann uh shouts, Who am I? I don't know. Um, but we've got the master, we've got Vienna Salvatore, um, who we have had through his series before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Planet Doom. Oh, I like that. 
Yes. Um, and so let's see what we got here. Uh, features Eric Roberts as the effortless, effortlessly evil master. Very true. And Chase Masterson still trying to get to the uh, still trying to get the bounty on his head, but she finds there's an old foe of her nemesis who mars her marathon quest, the Axons. Oh. And could one of them possibly be the Eighth Doctor? Yes, I'm not joking. If you look, huh. look in the show notes. If you look at the cover for this, it totally looks like Paul McGann's Doctor, but he's an Axon. Oh my god! I know it's like the Axons of all. Oh man! <clears throat> so it looks like uh, three stories in this set. Um, more than likely pre-order now. I'm assuming. Yes, it looks yeah. like it. Yes, available now to pre-order. Comes out February of next year. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And it also gives you an excuse to go back and listen to our review of The Claws of Axos. Yes, absolutely. Familiarize yourself with these villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of a good segue. We've got more Gallifrey One <laughs> guests yeah. announced. I was going to say something about villains, and it just it it didn't work at all. Fair. At all. So why try to force something when it doesn't want to? So newly announced for Gallifrey One, Camille Kuduri. That's right. Jackie Tyler, uh, director extraordinaire, Rachel Talalay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sean Dingwall, uh, best known as Pete Tyler. Yes. Right. So we've got, we've got a whole lot of uh, Ninth Doctor era folks so far. And adding to that will be Annette Badland. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of our favorite Slitheen. Yes. Um, and then we have a trio of people who were on Blake Seven. Yes. Um. Uh. Oh gosh. Uh. Sally. Uh. Invet. Kinvet. I don't know. It's the K Silent. I. Ooh, it might be. I. Jeez. You know, I would butcher this pretty badly if mm. I was doing a Blake Blake One's podcast. Uh. A Blake Seven's podcast. Oh uh, Brian Croucher and Jan Chappelle, um, all from Blake Seven. Uh, Lena is excited. I double checked. <laughs> um, we are also getting Kevin John Davies. He directed the making of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Doctor Who: Thirty Years in the TARDIS for BBC One. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and he's done a lot of animated graphics for like the TV versions of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And honestly, the 1981 miniseries is, is what they're referencing. And, and the art in that is fantastic. So this is actually really cool. Oh, yeah. um, but he's, he's also done some Blake Seven. He's done some Jerry Anderson stuff. Um, and he's done, uh, wow, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, 80s era composer Dominic Glynn. Uh, who has a newly released uh, album of remixes from Ooh. Survival? Very good. I've he's listened been, to it a few hasn't times. Hasn't he been? been he has. Yeah, I got. I bought a couple CDs from him last time he was there, and he signed them for me. So, yeah. uh, hoping hoping to get the new one. Um, let's see. Stephen Cole is a best-selling children's author and has done some um, Doctor Who stuff for Big Finish. Uh, Tony Lee. Uh, who t- needs no introduction he, and simply needs water. He doesn't, uh, but he is working on a series of graphic novels with Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden, and that is uh, effing cool. Yeah, nice. I love nice. that. Uh, uh, speaking of comics, Jody Hauser will be there as well. Uh, friend and friend of the show, Paul Cornell, we love will Paul. be there as always. Yeah, Paul's fantastic. 
um, and and Paul's partner in crime on their Hammer of House podcast, uh, Elizabeth Miles. Oh, when was the last time? When the last time was? When was the last time she was there? Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> uh, last year, I think. Pretty sure last night, last year. Huh. Okay. Worst worst case year before, uh, but she's all, she was also on Verity. Ah, yes. Verity's okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. So yeah. Wonderful. Lots of great names, lots of great faces, uh, quite a number of guests and people from the show I have not seen in person before, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very excited yep. for Gallifrey. I'm ready for some Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Mm, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, hey, there is some interesting speculation about the boss Ooh. that uh, the Meep uh, referred to, and it is it is not a bearded dragon named Boss. Uh, I will have to explain that reference to you, John, yep. another time. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, in a uh, Doctor Who video commentary, uh, executive producer Phil Collinson and producer uh, Vicky DeLow um, uh, were sitting down with David Tennant, right? Watching and commenting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Collinson asks Tennant, he's like, yeah, yeah, do you know what this line means? And, um, or I'm sorry, Tennant asked the other two, do you guys know what this line means? And they're like, yeah. And then Tennant is like, oh, I don't know. It's still cryptic to me. Yeah. So that seems to imply, fans speculate, um, that the boss isn't the toy maker. Um, and that it, it will probably be an ongoing mysterious threat into Shooty's first season. So, oh, yeah, uh-oh. yeah, uh-oh. there's my stuff making noise. There we go. Um, that, that means what you just said is true. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. I just thought I meant the dishwasher. It's a was truth done. washer. Wow. It's a truth washer. Oh, oh man. Geez, I, love it. It. I love it. Forget I love it. I love it. So, okay. This next part is pure speculation. But it kind of makes sense. So it says if the identity of the boss isn't revealed until the 2024 series finale, there may be some clues as to who it might be. See, the director of uh, the season finale is Jamie Donahue, who also directed the scene filmed for Children in Need, Destination Scara, which you just watched this evening. Yeah, I did it. He did do it. Uh, The scene features Davros, creator of the Daleks. Donahue filmed Destination Scarrow while filming the two-part season finale, and a special set was built to depict uh, Davros's lab on Scarrow. Okay. So what they're saying is if all this was going on at the same time, perhaps the boss is Davros. I... So, like, not this Davros, but maybe... Because we're... I mean, we're led to believe that this is... The begin. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I'm not going to overthink it because yes, at the time that the the Daleks were being created, as we've seen in classic Who, Davros was already disfigured and in his chair. Yeah, and now we have a sort of alternate Davros, which I totally get. And and Russell uh, has a great reason. So often, um, you know, there you run into uh, a villain who is disabled in some way and he's like we have to stop connecting the two yeah so i did this and i made davros it's the same actor who's played him in modern who um just not in any sort of chair and not horribly disfigured but you know definitely you know some 
bags under the eyes there. Get some sleep. Davos, yeah. rest is important. <laughs> yes. I know you're working hard. It's okay. Um, so yeah, we sh- we shall see. We shall see. Uh, do you think? Do you think that is? Uh, you think that's what's going to be revealed, or no? I I would like to think. I would like to think. Uh, with so much new and so much um, potential to just go in new directions, um, that it's not. I'd like to yeah. think this is a misdirect. I think this is a misdirect mainly. I think also because RTD, I feel like he said something about the Daleks are going to be on the shelf for a little while. Yeah, which even then I kind of went, well, I feel like this is a misdirect. Yeah. But, you know, maybe I just don't trust anything anymore. I, <laughs> I almost wonder, I mean, do we know when, when Jinx is going to? Oh, yes. It is early in the season. Okay. I want to say it's within the first I think it's in the first half of the season. I want to say it's the first was somewhere within the first four episodes. Right. And I don't remember because people have basically figured out like which episode it likely is. And I just don't remember the exact number, but I remember being in the first half. Also, who is the, um, our child actor who, um, has the little, Oh yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Lenny rush. I believe. Do we know anything about more? No. I just wonder. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. I know. I mean, it's a bunch of bad guys come together to form the Injustice League. Oh, no. I don't know. That's fine. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to count this next bit as spoilers. Yeah. So if you want to just like step away for like a minute and a half, two minutes, uh, go make yourself a cup of tea or something, go for it. Because uh, we're going to talk Ruby Sunday. Um, uh, and so, uh, SFX magazine, uh, talked to Russell, um, and talking about the Christmas special and her introduction and stuff. <clears throat> um, and he says, Ruby's different in the sense of a story interrupted. She has a story scene one. She's abandoned as a baby in the past and enter a time Lord. A time Lord is obviously going to start winding himself into that story in the way that no one else can. Um, uh, it says, plus Davina McCall researching the story on behalf of a television show. So it's that different kind of grafting together. I'm not quite sure what he means by that. But um, yeah, <clears throat> the Christmas special is unashamedly the story of Ruby. It's called The Church on Ruby Road because that's where the church is, where Ruby is left as a baby in 2004. Sweet mother got him old. I, um, I assume that, that the church named her ruby and she was found on a sunday i assume that's where her name comes from that that would probably might be my guess so she's basically a foundling so no one knows who her mother or father is um yep Mm. she was named after the church on ruby road which does carry over into the series itself not every question is answered in the christmas special and of course that continues all the way through to the most magnificent finale ever shot on planet earth i am quoting this no hype. RTD, I swear stop. that's true. <laughs> stop. But also keep going. <laughs> yes. Stop. No, don't. Stop. No, don't. Um, so actually an awful lot of info is dumped uh, into episode one of the new series. I found that the Christmas story is so strong. It was impossible. Uh, sorry. It was an impossible way to carry the entire introduction of a companion to the doctor. Um, and then the article goes on to say stolen babies are a part of the plot involving goblins. Oh, goblins. Yeah. Hashtag hell year intensifies. Oh, no. uh, 
Yes, as Ruby attempts to learn uh, the secret of her birth. Oh, several babies were cast in episode one yes. of the 2024 series. We talked about yeah, we this. Did. And so we've got goblins stealing babies, taking them to caves where you can hear them cry. Oh, wait, no, that's that's some John Keel stuff. Oh, oh my, don't mind me. Oh, no, but that actually could be true. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, listeners, if seriously, if you haven't watched Tellier, get on the board. Uh, oh. <laughs> go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. Anywho. There you go. That's our news oh, for boy. this week. Well, we have uh man, I got a lot to think about about that. Oh yeah. Cuz cuz it it's it says a time lord. It doesn't say the 15th doctor. Correct. So, and I believe that was also a quote from Russell. So, yeah, oh, a time lord. Man. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. The Ronnie had a baby. Okay. Oh no. Okay, I'm well, kidding. mark I'm, it, folks, I'm, just in case. All right. Oh, boy. This week, we watched Wild Blue Yonder, starring David Tennant as the Doctor, Catherine Tate as Donna, Nathaniel Curtis as Isaac Newton, and Bernard Cribbins as Wilf. It was written by Russell The Davies and directed by Tom Kingsley. It first aired December 2nd, 2023, and is the second story of the 60th anniversary specials. And we have... Yes, smidgen of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at the TARDIS Adatacore. Uh, a handful. A handful. A handful. By the way, happy December, everyone. Yeah, December. We did it. Yeah. So, fun fact, I mean, I guess, the universe has shrunk to 37.5% of its original size, thanks to the flux destroying half of the 75% that was left in 1981 when the master accidentally caused an entropy wave by cutting off those CVEs that vented it into e-space. Oh, boy. I know. Seriously, by the time Doctor Who is, like, up to its, I don't know, 80th anniversary special, there will be no universe left. It'll just be a street. It'll, it will literally be a street. Yes. <clears throat> yep. And, and it'll be in, you know, London, obviously. Yes. Um, upon learning that he and Donna have arrived in 1666, the doctor advises Isaac Newton to avoid London, and rightly so. This is due to the Great Fire of London, which he, meaning the doctor, inadvertently caused in the episode The Visitation. Whoops. Uh, oopsie. As Tennant goes, yeah, you don't want to run into the the other me yes. over there. He's, yeah, I'm related to him now. Um, in Doctor Who magazine issue 5, 597, which I think was just like an issue or two ago, Davies teased five words that would play a part in the special Southampton, vegetable, bean, starlight, and flux. And and yes, they all did play a part. That's he true. also revealed, yeah, that the history of both the flux and the timeless child would be dealt with very slightly in this episode. And they were. Yes. Um, this is the first episode following Chris Chibnall's departure to reference the flux and the fact that the doctor wasn't born on Gallifrey. Yeah. Uh, holy moly. We'll get to it. We will. We will. However, this is the seventh story in which the actor playing the doctor also plays the main antagonist following the massacre. First doctor, the enemy of the world, second doctor Meglos, cause it must be Meglos fourth yes. doctor arc of infinity, fifth doctor, the 11th hour, not surprisingly, 11th Doctor. And Nightmare and Silver, also 11th Doctor. Oh. Uh, and lastly, but most certainly not leastly, this episode was dedicated uh, to the memory of Bernard Cribbins, who passed away 
uh, over a year before it transmitted, but actually not too long after it was filmed, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't think it was it was too too uh, much longer after that, and uh, yeah. we'll get to it. Yep, we will. Bless you all. Spo- spoiler: It was perfect. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It was. All right, Taylor, you got a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. After what we're going to call a coffee mishap, the TARDIS deposits the Doctor and Donna in a really, really long spaceship at the edge of the universe after a quick stop in 1666. What's waiting for them there, very few of us could ever imagine, and frankly, that's pretty damn awesome, because not things, not not things from outside the universe want to come play and their way of making inroads to our universe is <laughs> it's downright bonkers. What unfolds is a very twisted, bizarre adventure that sends us off into the wild blue yonder. Oh yes. Oh my. I had to sing it. You had, had to. to sing it. And I'm glad you did. Ah, oh, thank you. Goodness me. Uh, Taylor, I think I need to know what your overall feelings are, and then I might just have you expand on those feelings <laughs> before we get to mine. Okay, okay. So I fully recognize that there really is no such thing as perfect. Like everyone's idea of something that is perfect is subjective. What I find perfect, someone may find fault with. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and some people love imperfections. They find those perfect. Um, so I, having watched this three times uh, since Saturday, which is pretty impressive, even for me. Yeah. Um, I I realize there are some, like, there's not even really stuff that I would nitpick okay. all that much. There are times where I'm like, okay, yeah, I can s- kind of just sort of tell that they're working against a screen. Okay. But even then, even then, I love it when any story, it doesn't just have to be Doctor Who, keeps me guessing, keeps me on my on my toes, keeps me wondering, wait, I thought this. Why is this happening now? Yeah. You know? And not in a, well, this doesn't make sense, but it was like, oh, I was making a guess is what was going on, and I'm clearly wrong. Yeah. Okay? So I enjoy stories that do that to me. So this might be the perfect episode of Doctor Who. Taylor, would, in my humble opinion, Taylor, would you say it's almost perfect? <laughs> where, where did that come from? That came from my uh, streaming soundboard. Oh, gotcha. I'm like, it sounded like. Did you hold your phone up to the microphone? No, I could turn it up a little bit more. It was no, it's low, it's. No, it's just like that is the Street I'm Fighter sure. Two perfect. I, it sounded like it was from a video game. There's Perfect. just a little bit of that uh, finish him. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Yes, diff- different. Uh, wow. Okay. I mean, you took, I think, um, so <laughs> uh, I guess just a little backstory here. I, um, Lauren was out of town this weekend and I said, uh, what are we doing about Doctor Who? And she was like, can you wait for me to watch it? And I said, Yes. Uh, And then I think sometime Saturday, I think it was like noon, we were just texting. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I think you should watch it mainly because I'm starting to see stuff. And I said, okay. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) I can do that. Sure, babe. Yeah. And (laughs) she, I think, is finally watching it uh, as we record this in the other room. Oh, excellent. Yes, yes. I I really hope she... 
yes, I hope she bursts through the doors and goes, oh my God, gives us our, her opinion and then <laughs> goes, okay, I, I must leave now. <laughs> I've got all the machine- oh no, I hit the wrong button. Oh, no, you did. Leave now. Yep. Sorry, Can everything's all wibbly wobbly because I moved everything. <laughs> Uh, goodness me. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I watched this, uh, I watched this twice by myself, actually. I watched it once on Saturday. I watched it today. Yeah, this episode is, uh, is, is fantastic. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I kind of echo, like, I don't know if I, if I can call it, like, a perfect episode. But it felt, and I think you, the reason I brought up, um, me being by myself watching it is, I watched it, but I hadn't heard from you, mm-hmm. and I was just like, um, I think you just said, I literally said, have you watched it? And you said, I just finished it a yeah. half an hour ago, and then yeah. that was... Because I, 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 was, I was the dumb dumb who at 10.15 decided I was going to go outside and do two hours of yard work. <laughs> Ugh. Um, and then later in the day, you said you watched it again and you said, this might be as close to a perfect episode of doctor who as is humanly possible. And I went, Holy moly. I told, I told Lauren that, and she was like, Oh boy, I better (laughs) better hop to it here. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a really, really strong episode. I thought it was, um, it, you know what it almost felt like? And I was I th- I think I was going to say this um on on the internet. Um it kind of had if if someone was to tell me um <laughs> and actually if the man who wrote this and the guy who is the same person who wrote Midnight was to tell mm-hmm. me this this these two entities were one in the same, I might believe him. <clears throat> well, and when people talk about this episode that I've seen, they're like, "Oh my god, this was amazing! This might be better than Midnight." It ha- it has a very v- like <clears throat> Midnight vibe to it, yep. with bo- yep. obviously like body snatchers kind of stuff, um, right? It like all the the creepy factors <clears throat> were that like it yeah it had everything. It was very creepy. Um, it was. Uh, I don't know if I was like scared by anything that happened. No, but there were definitely parts that were kind of like, oh, oh, okay, that's creepy, or that's just yeah. unsettling, you know. And and if nothing else, like, like I look at Back to the Future, okay. the first one, as a, a near perfect movie, and and part of that is because the rules that they establish for that world, they stick to them. Yes. Right. Nothing's broken. There's there's no like moments where you go, well, wait a second. That doesn't play about the, you know, and this I feel like this story does that. Right. We get, um, you know, we, we get stuff like Fenn's Law, Collis and Braid, um, And we don't know what that is because the TARDIS is gone. We don't have it translating when yeah. the TARDIS does show up just in time for it to go one. It says one. Yes. And then when the TARDIS has left again and we get zero, we don't hear zero. It's something else. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's, you know, treacle bladder or whatever. Yeah. It is. Um, Shmemulok. <laughs> Shmemulok. Yeah. That's right. It's, 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 a, it's a veiled Gravity Falls reference. <laughs> yeah. um, I love it. Um, so, yeah, 
through so much of this thing it 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 plays by those rules and and um it sticks to them and that it's 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 grounding for me i can grab onto that and go okay yes this this works um even even the whole idea of of the not things using heat to kind of create mass but then that doesn't become a big thing anymore because they're acclimatizing yes right yeah i think that's great there there is you know a a a a logic to everything that goes on even though it is science fiction even though it is fantastical yeah you know um and and they play by those rules and they stick to those rules and they don't break those rules and that is something that really like amps up my appreciation yeah of everything in this episode 100 percent agree i also just love so all the creepy bits were were great i thought every conversation that uh donna and the doctor every scene with them obviously was great totally um even if it was i called them double doctor and double donna Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was with them, um, I mean, technically, it, it with the memories they were still having the same conversation. We'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed. So I yeah, creepy bits that uh, I thought. I mean, I I threw a couple of pictures in here of. Uh, I really enjoyed the design of our robot. Yes, I think they they really nailed it with that. Jimmy um, was great. I thought um, just the set design was wonderful. I really enjoyed our our uh, control panel. I thought that yeah. was very. You know what it, it? You know why I probably liked it, and it you know because they look like D and D dice. <laughs> uh, yes, but it also kind of reminds me of stuff. I really like the stylistic stuff that happens on Loki. Oh yes, and it kind of looks like stuff that I would see in um uh in the tva thank you yeah yeah i did finally catch up on loki and finish our flag means death season two and loved both loved both um but yes i'm looking at the same picture as you are right now that you've got here in the notes and i can totally see that the green and the orange you know with the dark background there's i definitely see that kind of like stylistic yes uh feel there totally i agree i i mean i loved that i loved yeah every everything i loved the scene where we first find out that we have um we have the uh the the double donna and the double doctor where um we had uh i think that was the only thing that i have a nitpicky thing but in that i love the contrast of the two rooms where we had the, yes. the warm oranges in one and then the cold blues in the other and i almost wonder if um because we were in the the warm orange we had more of a a warm conversation that felt more um like a conversation the doctor and donna would have Mm -hmm. and then in the other room with the cold blues we had a conversation that was one the doctor would have because obviously he's the doctor but our donna double was pretty obviously not donna Mm -hmm. and i i'm just kind of now realizing maybe the color of the room also kind of was supposed to give it away i don't know possibly because it is a very kind of existential and beautifully written kind of 
about what the TARDIS that... does when it goes away. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was great. Oh, God, I loved it. That, yeah. that was so well written. And the dialogue was great. And just this episode giving Tennant and Tate a chance to not just emote as their regular characters. Like I loved when like just after they landed and you know, the TARDIS basically goes all acid reflux uh, on the room there. Yes. And he peeks his head in and he just sets his head against the TARDIS. He's like, it was brand new. Yes. And he's just like so sad. Yeah. Um, you know, all of that was so well done. And then just their ability as actors, you know, basically, you know, playing their evil doppelgangers for lack of a better term. Yes. Um, to just be manic and evil and kind of over the top. Uh, yes. You know, the, the whole scene where they're trying to like slow their minds and not think. And, and, and even this is, you know, this is tenant as the doctor you know he's just like oh i'm having thoughts he's yes. like i'm starting to put two and two together he's, no stop stop don't think he's like you can see how agitated he's getting and it's just i love it i love that almost cartooniness of him as an actor um you know and and when the not donna like melts into the floor okay that was just so good <laughs> Oh my God. I, I did not know that Catherine Tate had this kind of energy to act in this kind of, you know, evil villainous kind of way, but it's so good. Yeah, it was, that was, uh, that whole scene was, was, uh, I feel like, um, we're not, we're, we are definitely not going in order. This is, that's uh, fine. No, that's fine. Sorry. When do we, when do we, uh, when do we? True, true. Very, very, very true. Um, I feel like that whole scene is amazing because that's also the scene where um, the double Donna calls him out for not being from Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what? And she mentions the flux and we have yep. this whole like... Angsty. Yeah. From, I guess... Technically, the person, well, I mean, it is the doctor, but maybe the person we didn't want to see the angst from, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like if if things had panned out, maybe we would have seen it more from from Jody anyway. But yeah, but again, it, it I think just as a character, you know, I mean, yeah, this is that, ve- is, that's, that is. Yeah, that's not I guess that's not very Jody. No, but I get it. But that that's that's why he's running. He's like, I don't want to face that. I feel bad about that. I'm yeah. trying to escape those feelings. And like, I get it. That's that's I think that's stuff that we can all relate to. So do you think that's why the face came back? Because he doesn't wa- or uh, they don't want to move forward. They want to go backward. <clears throat> um, I don't know yet. I'm you know, I'm pretty sure this is all a huge misdirect and it, it's probably the toy maker. You think so? I I don't know, but I think we're like we've oh, okay, seen some. Okay. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, no, wait a second. You you brought up the toy maker, so we're going to talk about this for a second, okay? Because I'm watching it for the third time today and yes. I'm taking notes. And you probably also recognize the same thing that I did, but I'll let you say it. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, because at one point, and I am, I think it's I think it's not Donna. It's, who says this? Yes. Oh, I, I could be wrong. 
no, you're right. Um, and and the doctor is trying to figure it's like why 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 come into our universe? And one of the things that she says is to play your vicious games and win. Yep, interesting. The same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I didn't notice it the first two times through. I ca- I kind of noticed um, it the first time, and I was just like, okay, well, they're just they're just wacko. And then I went, oh wait, no, maybe they're not. Yeah, um, it could be. It it very well could be. Um, and I I I obviously the the heavier handed thing, which I mean I don't think was super heavy handed, is we we get like the um the uh, the salt. Yes. Right. And then later, the doctor going, "Ugh, I wish I hadn't done that." I invoked a superstition yes. like, at the edge of the universe where like anything's possible. He's like, yeah, well let's see where that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means he's actually really, really worried about it. Yes, he is. Um, but I, I have to say, I don't know, John, are you listening to the official doctor who podcast now that they have an official doctor who podcast? No, I am not. Okay. Um, I have been. Um, and um, I mean, really, you can't compare them to us. I'll be honest. You know, ah. they have a budget and Russell yeah. T. Davies. So, oh, yeah. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically. Um, but I, I thought it really interesting that uh, uh, Russell specifically did not like name the whatever species the captain of the ship. Yes. From and literally, literally encouraged fans to come up with their own name for it, and he would put it into canon. Oh, that's fun! Like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I, all I can picture is just a very futuristic BoJack Horseman. I don't know why. Because <laughs> really, yeah, why not? Um, but what I do find interesting, especially with this airing in December, is there actually is a. Oh my gosh, I am going to do a horrible job and I apologize to everyone who um, believes strongly in this Welsh uh, figure, but there is basically a kind of holiday season-esque, I mean, I don't want to liken it to Krampus by any means because I think that puts too many uh, connotations on it, but there is a Welsh uh, uh, figure with a horse skull. uh, Marilud? Yes, I don't yes. folks don't be impressed. I looked it up. No. And that's, and that, that that's fine. Cause I was just about to myself because I wanted to actually use the name despite my absolute inability to speak Welsh. <laughs> um, and it's many, 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 many letters in all of its words. Um, but yeah, I, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that I'm like, Oh, well, it's a Welsh production. I'm like, of course we would have, you know, a horse creature and skull and okay, sure. Like, uh, dude, this is wild. I'm literally, I literally see you, a picture are you about it. I see a picture of, uh, it's literally just looks like a bunch of old white people in a living room and they're like, Oh, dearie me. And there's like a giant horse skull, uh, in their living room with a, a sheet. That's mm-hmm. all I've seen so far. I don't know anything mm-hmm. else. There you go. Wild. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. But that would be fun. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, the game thing. Mm-hmm. I picked up on that. I also, yeah. I wouldn't mind going back to, um, the special before and seeing if there was anything else mentioning games. Oh, good question. Which would be, which would be an interesting, um, 
an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. What do you think about? <laughs> what do you think about the Mavity thing? The Mavi thing? I Mavity. The, oh Mavity. So I, uh, I, I was. It was. I mean, it was very funny. And honestly, I don't care if they call it Mavity for the rest of the show's existence. <laughs> there you have it, folks. I don't care. Like, I, but. But John, is this the first time we've ever had um, a cold open who it seems like its only purpose is to set up a pun for the rest of the episode? Yes. And also, again, I'm fine with it. Same. It's just very. I also love that that, of course, the doctor still remembers it as gravity. Mm-hmm. And then when he says gravity, he has to be like, oh, correct himself. Yep. And, and I love, I mean, cause I'm a dork for a pun. I'm sorry. I'm a father. I do dad jokes. Right. Um, the, the simple fact that, you know, when they're stuck up in the tree there, you know, and, and Donna's like, Oh, I'm sure you can appreciate it. And the doctor's like, Oh no, don't. Oh, come on. I'm sure you can appreciate. It. Oh, do you have to? And then they both do it. And it's like, it just reminds me of like stuff that like, I feel like he and Rose would do like, you know, season, season two, maybe season three stuff. And it was just like, yep, we're here in history. We're going to make this pun. And yeah. Yeah. Love it. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I don't, what was the, was the consensus? People were like, this is dumb. And then I'm like, it's doctor who, who cares? I mean, I don't know about the consensus, Yeah, but if, if there is anything I have learned over the course of the, let's see, we just recently passed our nine year, was it nine year anniversary since doing city of death? Yes. Or, or six years, something like that. Many years at this point since doing city of death um, of doing this podcast is look, there are going to be times where yes, something's going to seem stupid. Something's going to seem weird. Something's going to be like, this doesn't make sense. Or this is way too bonkers or Tegan's having a fever dream. It's just not true. Yes. Repeat to yourself. It's just a show. I should really just relax. Yeah. I did the, uh, I did the, um, the unfortunate thing of clicking chibnall trending on twitter oh did you really and now i'm just like i'm not relaxing anymore (laughs) it's it's you know it's just so oh man you know what you need to do you need first you need to relax your arms just relax your arms oh yeah we got them feel let them feel nice and long we got to talk about them and then relax your knees both knees (laughs) We have to talk Einstein. about how did you feel about the effects? I, I thought they 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 were <laughs> they were pretty well done. Um, you didn't let me get to relax your jaw, but okay. <laughs> and then the jaw goes. I I mean I I thought it, I thought they were wacky looking enough. I think mm-hmm. um I, I I like the chase scene, the first chase scene. Oh my god! Where they're growing, and then Donna just looks like I think it's the annoying orange. Is that what that thing is called? Um, yes, a little bit like that, and a little bit like um, the Quiznos sub. <laughs> okay, no, no, the doctor, the doctor was looking like one of the Quiznos, whatever those were, hamsters, yeah. gerbils, some things. Yes. God, I've forgotten about those things. Uh-huh. Um, Donna was looking a little bit 
like with the the big evil grin i swear it was like a crystal method album no aphex twin aphex twin oh um there's an aphex twin album and there was this thing kind of i want to say late 90s it kind of like kind of like black hole sun yes right you remember that music yes. video where everybody's faces got a little kind of like tweaked yes they had, a, they had a little bit of black hole sun going on absolutely uh which is funny after the psychedelic sun of the last episode but anyway i digress um yeah that chase was crazy like like donna using a giant pole to smack the giant hand holding their rather cute lo- little hover cart <laughs> yes the hover cart and then it gets uh destroyed yep um yeah but i, I mean them <laughs> the doctor going up to them just woven into each other uh mm-hmm. stuck in the in it's just great like it it's yeah it just really it liked it it, I, it really is so bonkers that you're just like yep i'm rolling with it i would also really love to uh see the behind the scenes because i feel like tenets the dragging of the giant arms i feel like that was practical and i would love it was to, oh man it was the, the, the behind the scenes is out there if you go oh, it looking is for great. it yes it is um the arm the arms were great i loved it the knees the knees were creepy yeah um because you know things are bending in ways that you're like no 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 yeah. no we no. don't bend that way um i think the jaw is the only one that i was kind of like eh, okay fine we just stretched the image kind of thing yeah i don't think that i you know i almost feel like that didn't need to happen because we got the melting donna yes which right just so that looked so that was crazy. that was that was, that was half and half that was part practical they cut a hole in the floor oh, i love it and then they had like you know the melty part around her um but yeah no that that was all really really good um and i i had a moment where i was like god could you imagine them like if they had tried to do these effects in like russell's first season (laughs) they would have looked awful (laughs) i'm like they would have looked horrible yeah they would have looked so bad um you know i'm i'm still stuck on the uh the 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 wheatley bin that 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 ate mickey you know and just how that looked and i'm like that's how all of this would have looked yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much wolf um yeah i uh I, I do have one note that is bolded and it was donna was right the entire time uh where um the tar when the tardis uh the tardis goes away mm-hmm. um because of the um it's the hds right the hads the hads hostile action displacement yes system. the hads gets reset which I thought was mm-hmm. very funny. Um, and Donna is, is like, why? And it's, well, if the TARDIS feels it's in danger, it disappears. And naturally, um, Donna says, which is also just a great, she's like, well, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go beat it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout, un- I think until we, we, she's like, well, it, it left. So let's go explore together. And then the doctor mm-hmm. says, you go into this room by yourself. And she says, what about the thing that made the TARDIS leave? And the doctor goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I maintain if they had never separated, I don't think that any of the following events would have happened. 
I mean, I definitely think fewer of them would have happened. Or like maybe, yeah, I think you're right. Definitely fewer of them would have would have happened. But uh, I just would like to maintain that Donna was right the entire time. Yep, no disagreement. And I love I love the fact that the doctor at one point early on is speculating as to what this is, and yes. he says countdown. Yeah, he says other stuff, and nothing is nothing is emphasized more than anything else. It's just like eh. Maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Yes. And then later on, it's like, I was right. It was a countdown. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I like stuff like that, but I do. You know, I think the other thing that I really like about this is every scene felt like it had some sort of stake to it mm-hmm. or like a meaning to it. Like nothing yeah. felt wasted. Um, everything. Yeah. Everything felt full and well-written. Yeah, and it, it, I I wouldn't cut anything out of this. No, uh, and I think uh, I was reading that uh, Russell did have to cut some stuff out of it, just some lines. Yes, yeah, and he shared some of those on uh, on social media. Yeah, and it and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't much, and it was it was so little. I was like, why did you even feel you needed to cut that? I'm like, I would have left that in, but yeah, there's a reason I'm not a filmmaker. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, after the doctor has the flux conversation. Well, not really a f- conversation. Um, but after it comes up. After it comes up and then Donna is not Donna. And then he is just uh, in a corridor by himself hitting mm-hmm. and screaming. And I was like, oh, boy, yes. wow. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, that was hard. It really shows that bulkhead who's boss. Yes. Oh, you know, we were ta- we were trying to find like patterns with maybe uh, maybe I was going to go back and see if um if the previous special mentioned anything about games or playing mm-hmm. games. Uh this is the second uh episode in a row that we have had a uh a clear door that separates people. Oh, you're right. Which is also a callback to one of the saddest scenes in RTD's original run. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's true. So um so many glass cases of emotion. Yeah. I, I didn't really appreciate that. But I I guess this time at least we were separated from baddies. Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. whole scene's I, great I, too. Mm-hmm. Where the think, I, I, think 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 that's so great. Yes. I love it. Yes. You know what the other the other one that I really, really love is when when he, he takes off his tie. Oh, that was great. Right. That and was, you're expecting uh, it. You're expecting it to be like a <clears throat> a situation where when you see the doctor next and he's wearing a tie and they t- flip that on you and it's like no, you took your tie off. It went. It was on the floor. Where did it go? And then he goes, "Oh, I see. When something's gone, it keeps existing." And I just that line just great. gave me chills it's so great like i get it it's just the idea of object permanence but the way he delivered it was so good yeah because they're they're adapting and learning at the same Mm -hmm. time which is and then and then he turns into like you know some weird creature from a horror film yes which is great oh my god um i (laughs) love another great line i love is when we when when the doctor uh, tells Donna not to think, but then he can't stop thinking, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when they figure out that it's a countdown and that uh, it's actually a very, very slow bomb. And I right. love that when um, our doubles try to leave 
<laughs> the first thing they say is, we're as clever as you now, which I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost feels like something a kid would say to an older kid after they figure something out. Yes. It was <laughs> it was very oh. funny to me. Yes. Um and the second chase scene is also absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, because what when you think uh, our doctor is going to catch up to the double doctor, the double doctor goes, "Oh yeah, I can do crazy nonsense." And he just becomes beast from the X-Men. Um <laughs> Just, he goes feral. Yeah, basically. Um, but I also love. <laughs> I also love that the doctor forgot that if, since his TARDIS is indeed a time machine, it would know when danger was coming back and would arrive to save its captain. Yep. <laughs> I love that he completely forgot about that. Um, and, and I laughed so hard because there's um there's a Twitter account DW Poop. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he just kind of loves like taking the piss out of stuff and yeah. making like goofy videos and stuff. And so he has that scene and he's like, I was so impressed by the music. The TARDIS is playing when it comes in and the TARDIS starts to materialize and it's playing baby got back. <laughs> yeah. So good. Well, cause it's back. I get it. It's exactly. Um, I also, uh, really loved moving the TARDIS with your foot. Like your kick, oh like your yes the TARDIS, the, the TARDIS hoverboard <laughs> yes I thought that was great which I thought I thought that was hilarious that was very cool and I mean he picks up the wrong Donna yeah and I went wait what and then of course you know <laughs> they they get you every time I also love the new um, eject button on the TARDIS oh that was pretty funny huh <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was very cool. <laughs> Tip this whole walkway up and just dump you out. Yes. And then they, they leave. We have an epic explosion of epic proportions. And that is a pretty impressive explosion. Yeah. And I will say we do have a conversation with the doctor talking to Donna about, um, hey, so uh, other Donna knew everything that happened to me in the last 15 years. And my question to you is that conversation makes it seem like Donna doesn't remember because she says that his his uh, it was like looking into a furnace. Yeah, I don't think I buy that. No, you think she's she, you think she's just saying that? I think she's just saying that because she wanted him to say it to her, and he wouldn't. Mm. And he wouldn't. You're right. Um. But also, I don't know if that is necessarily how Donna would operate. I don't think she would keep information like that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. But I, I, I think it is important. I'd like to think Donna also thinks this, but I'd like to think it's important for the doctor to be able to say these things and acknowledge them and recognize them and, and you know, kind of own it. Yeah. So to speak, and if and if he is just like, no, I don't want to. I want to run away and have adventures and and escape my feelings. Yeah, which admittedly, I'm sure we can all relate to on some level. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, you know, I, I I can see that kind of scene playing out. Yeah, yeah. What? So do do you think she she truly does not remember or? <sighs> 
You know, I, I did at first. Now I'm not so sure. Yeah. Just the kind of way she was broaching it. Yeah. Made me feel like she's, she knows more or she remembers more than she's leading on. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. So, um, we will see, I guess. I mean, we got to wrap that up next, next episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we would be, we'd be remiss if we did not, uh, talk about the scene that, uh, just breaks me both times. I've watched it. Mm -hmm. We get to see Wilf one last time. Uh, I, I absolutely love that. I think that was great. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that, um, that Bernard got to do that. And I'm glad that we get now we have that. Yeah. Makes me very happy. I also did enjoy that. Um, <laughs> I did love that RTD said that that was it, unfortunately. But also, don't worry. We've worded it as such that he is safe somewhere else, far away from all of the mayhem. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, you yeah. better. So, um, yeah, I thought that scene was very, very nice up until, you know, the purge started happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we get one of those stories where the end dovetails straight into the next one. It's like early, early classic who at this rate. Yeah, basically. So it's like the doctor's got a toothache and he's going to the old west to fix it. <laughs> well, I, I think it, this might be a little more intense than that. Possibly. Possibly. That's the first thing that's gone wrong. Um, <laughs> references abound. Uh, Taylor, you got anything else? Any last words before I start hitting any buttons here? No, but I tell you this, you know, if, if we were going to put this on a recommendation scale, I would say absolutely positively. Oh, yeah. This is must fantastic. See. Must see. 100%. Absolutely loved it. All right. Let's start uh, hitting these buttons. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the Um, I see you hit the right button this time. I did. <laughs> I did. I I feel like we don't have a lot of brute force. I, I mean, the only thing I can Stuff. think of off the top of my head is Donna punching Donna. Oh, that's true. We do have Donna punching Donna. We have Donna smacking a uh, giant doctor's hand with a pole. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, I think I think that's really about it. Um, I, mean, I mean, we could stretch and say that the captain of this ship, uh, their idea was to make a really, really slow, instead of trying a different solution, was to um, leave... Uh, the spaceship without a helmet and then slowly explode her ship. But that might be a I little mean, bit of a stretch. It's definitely thinking outside the box. Now, I mean, I'd say the ship blowed up pretty dang good. Yes, it did. You know, um, but I, I, I feel like a lot, a lot more of what happens in the story is a lot more like head games. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's a lot more cerebral than it is, you know, I'm chucking a chair through this window to get to the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. So, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm kind of maybe three and a half to four range. Yeah. I'd say I'm, uh, I'm right about there. As All well. right. That feels, feels fair. All right. One more, okay. one more button here. Gathering close. It's time for 
behind the coaster. <laughs> All right, what do we think here? <laughs> One of the first things that I remarked after watching this episode for the first time was, holy moly, is that going to be quite a behind-the-couch scale when we next record? <laughs> and I, I, I got to admit, to a younger viewer... And I, I now have to think of this in a sense that's like younger than the kids I have now. Um, because I know I have one that probably wouldn't be creeped out by this at all. And one is going like, okay, that's kind of creepy. But if we watch during the day, I'll be fine. Kind of thing. Yeah. But if you've got a properly younger viewer, I feel like just about every aspect of the story can be scary. You're right. We've got our heroes who are copied as villains. Yeah. Um, there's basically body horror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's giant arms. There's knees that bend the wrong way. Okay. Yeah. The jaw's not all that scary, but we've got the contortionist, not doctor. You know, that's that's straight out of 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 you know horror movie kind of things. Oh yeah. You know, you've got the danger of the TARDIS being gone. Yes. Um. The absolute last secondness of everything. Yes. Right. We 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 see the destruction of a doctor and a Donna. Right. It's not like they change shape into some sort of like, you know, goofy looking yeah, mantid creature first. Yeah. You know, you, you see a doctor and a Donna destroyed in absolute hellfire. Yes. You know, so, you know, taking those things in the context of the story as a rational adult, we go, okay, it's obviously the villain, right? Yeah. Child's not necessarily going to think the same way. That can be really freaking terrifying. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely one behind the couch. There you go. There you go, folks. And that uh, that's it for us mm-hmm. until next week, where we will be watching uh, The Giggle, <laughs> which is the final. I think it's the. Do we count the Christmas special as the 60th or no? No. So no. the final of the, uh, the 60th anniversary specials. Um, boy, oh boy. Yeah. Um, very interested to um do you have any predictions because i know we just watched we just watched uh you know we just watched the celestial toy maker yeah boy i i i i feel i feel like the superstition stuff that oh it's only 14 talked about only 60 minutes uh is going to come into play yeah um i I, feel like it is or we are gonna find out that this has been games the whole time we'll see um i'm into it's only 60 minutes which is kind of a bummer i wish it was a little longer but i mean these have been these have been nailing it so far Mm -hmm. i think and i said this to to uh our friend uh mike solko yeah because we were having a discussion earlier uh on on the twitter and he he said that um, he heard folks are frustrated that there aren't any multi-doctor stories. Um, he said, I'm glad they are doing something completely different. And I said, I wouldn't be shocked if something happens with the toy maker involved. I'm not saying like multiple doctors, but I could see some shenanigans happening. I mean, because I... sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I know, I know one of the original ideas for the toy maker was to make him a Time Lord. Right. I'm, I'm not saying he, we are going to find out that 
um, the the toy maker is a time lord. What I'm saying is, we've seen that the toy maker can manipulate uh, seemingly matter. Um, and, right, and it can mess with reality. Yes. So I'm saying we could possibly see uh, a small scene where maybe we see other doctors. Ah, as a manipulation by yes. the toy maker. Yes. Oh, Which certainly possible. I think would be fun. Um, mm-hmm. If they don't do it, that's fine. Because once again, they've completely nailed it on the first two. I yeah. don't think this one with, you know, Neil Patrick Harris in it is going to be any different. Um, I'm just, I'm very, very, very interested to see if games have been afoot this entire time. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see. I mean, I am, I am excited. Oh man. Same. Have you seen the DVD cover or the Blu-ray cover for this? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Ugh. Anyway, guys. <laughs> so we'll watch the giggle uh next week it was uh written by russell t davies and is directed by i believe it is uh chanya button yeah i think you're right nailed it kind of uh all our usual <laughs> cast of characters um yeah and kate leftridge stewart is in it again hooray yes um, okay, so you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BusBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Please rate and review us as well. You can also find us over on SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG, uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash NOTLG. For all of your St. Duggan needs and soon um, some new. Uh, yeah, some new merch from the rebranded yeah. uh, Paranormal podcast we do. Folks, I've seen it. I I, I don't know if I conveyed it over uh, over DM Taylor, but I, I absolutely love them. I, I was like, I, your response was in all caps. So yeah. I know that's always a good thing. I also like walked around after you like this apartment and went, man, those are really good. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm when I order my St. Duggan shirt, I will be ordering. Well, actually, I don't know if we're putting those up yet, but anyway, I will be ordering a shirt f- of that nature as well. Excellent. Over. Yes. Excellent. Over at shop.spreadshirt.com slash N O T L G. Patreon.com slash NOTLG as well. And uh, just because I uh, uh, realized that we hadn't mentioned it a lot last time, make sure you're supporting your local shops, folks. It's the holidays. Let's support them. Go out and buy local for sure. Okay. So that is it for us this week. Join us again next week when we talk about the giggle. And we'll talk to you then. See ya. You know, I'm I'm still stuck on the uh the, the, the Wheatley bin. That yes. that, that, that ate Mickey. <laughs>